We can go back a line. Uh, the Gemara wants to know, we were getting into word etymology. At certain times that was discussed in the base Medrash, where certain words came from. And uh, there was a little bit of a puzzle. We have a word for a woman who's barren, and she's called an islandess. Where does that word come from? Uh, she's like a male ram. The word isle is a ram. Uh, in other words, the, we're calling this woman, uh, basically she's missing the parts. She never, uh, she never um, it, uh, develops like a female. Okay, new mission. It'd be interesting, it's alimony, I think it's from almana, I think. But mm-hmm. almana is a widow, not a divorcee. <laughs> right. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Now, let's begin. Hagioris vahashvuya vahashivka. So, Oh, we've said that a woman who was never married and a woman uh, who is a basula gets the largest ksuva, the 200. So there are some people that we suspect are not basulim. Uh, by nature, we have no right to assume that they have basulim. So first would be a giora, somebody who used to be a non-Jew. And that's it's somebody who's a, who used to be a non-Jew. The assumption is uh, that they... do the. There's no reason to assume they would have their basulim. Or somebody that was captive. Uh, that's what they did to captive women. There was very little, just ask Isis. It was Shvuya. Vahashivka, or a maidservant. So all of these women, you would assume normally were not basulim, don't have basulim, and therefore if they got married, would not get the full ksuva. <coughs> but in this case, they were redeemed, uh, they were... Uh, Freed, or they were purchased, they were, um, uh, or they converted. Before their third year in the day. So then the idea is that even if they lost their psulim, first of all, it's unlikely they lost their psulim, but even if they did, that's not considered uh, that they wouldn't grow back or that they wouldn't still be there. They get a full ksuva, the Yeshlem Tainus Psulim. And if somebody married them and they did, were missing, they have a right to complain uh, because uh, they should have been there. Let's see the Gemara. So uh, now the Gemara is going to get to the, one of the more interesting things is the idea of a non-Jew converting as a minor. In other words, we're saying that the reason that a convert should have her besulim was that even, the, even uh, she converted before three years. How do you convert before three years? What kind of consent is that? How can she accept mitzvahs? So Rav Huna explains the mechanism. It's called a gear cutting, a non-Jew that converts as a minor. Madbilanoso. Now the, the mechanism for conversion is tefillah. If it's a boy, it's a bris and a tefillah. But they dunk them al das beisdin. The beisdin can convert them. Um, that, that's how it works is they, they can go to beisdin. Let's see Rashi. Al das beisdin. Shlosha yu betfilaso. You'll need three people there of a basin, kedin kol tefilas ger, just like an adult shesri can gimel. That the rule is their conversion is having three people in front uh, of their tefila. Vehe nasin lo av, so they become for her like her parent, like her father, meaning that uh, who made the decision uh, for this person? They, uh, uh, the person who's a convert, can't make it on their own because they're a child. So we're saying over here, the basin makes it for them. Normally, the father would be the one who would say, I'm converting and my kids are converting. But in a case where there is no, no parent, the basin themselves can be like a father to that child and they can 
um, the, the question here is, you need somebody to receive the conversion. It's an interesting concept. You need somebody to act on behalf of the orphan. The, here, here, not an orphan, the child. The child can't give consent, but uh, uh, the court needs to act on this child's behalf and enable them to become Jewish. So in order to do that, we're saying that they can be considered like the parent, bar who care. So we're going to see, uh, right, so we're going to see it's like Zohar Adam Shiloh B'fanov, that if you know something's going to benefit somebody, you can act on their behalf. So over here we're saying the court can act on their behalf. Now, what is the difference? A uh, child anyways isn't fully obligated in mitzvahs, so if we're going to wait till their bar bas mitzvah to see what happens, what's the difference at this point? <coughs> so Rashi sneaks it in over here, Umage B'yayin Kasher that uh, normally if a non-Jewish child touched our wine, it would make it non-kosher. Over here, the conversion helps that if they uh, were to touch the wine, they'd be considered Jewish enough that the wine is kosher. It's an interesting thing that Rashi sneaks in. Right, that's really what it is. Can you pass them the Kiddush wine? That's, that's going to be the difference. Okay. Um, back to the Gemara. My Kamash what's it coming to tell you? Diskusulo that it's a benefit to them. Uh, normally, you need a person's consent, but when something is definitely a benefit, you're allowed to receive that benefit for them, even without their permission, because when it's a de- definite good thing, <coughs> there's, there's no minus. You know, they get a new neshama for free, so that's a good deal. So the Morris says, Tanina, but th- we already learned this, that you can acquire something that's definitely a benefit, and you can't accept anything negative. You can't, someone else can't sign you up for something that's not a benefit to them. So why do we need to repeat this? So the Morris said, Maybe a non-Jew would rather uh, not have so many rules. Maybe it's better for him, uh, maybe he chooses his free will is not to be a convert, not to have so uh, because uh, usually people that are used to doing whatever they want, they would rather stay that way. That's only if they already grew up and they already did toyim tam disura, and they already tasted what it tastes like to do forbidden things. So for them, all of a sudden, you say, no, you can't do that anymore, you're Jewish. That then maybe it's not a benefit to them, or at least they aren't going to choose that benefit. Abel Cutton, but if he was never, uh, uh, never got used to doing those types of sins, so it's an incredible benefit for him, and so that's why it's telling you we are allowed to do it for him. That's what we're saying. We can't be a messenger for him for something bad. Without his permission, Klamer, Shalomi Daito. The cut and love Bardea. He's a child, and so he can't, uh, uh, he's not a Bardas. Um, let's continue on in Rashi. The Gabi Ebed Kaimulan Per Kamadagitin, the Vadibefkeri Nikhale, Noach Lolios Ebed. He likes being a slave. The Mutter Behefker, and he's allowed to be wild. Zimas Hashifkos, to have relations with his maidservants, Mios Ben Choran, rather than to be free, Leos Mutter Vas Yisrael. The Lozilale, 
um, he there he will not be low down, but Veloshkikale uh he won't be able to uh have whatever maidservants he pleases. He's going to have to have a um uh so an Evid, once he gets used to that, doesn't necessarily uh choose that on his own. Okay, back to the Gemara. Let's bring a proof to this. And the proof is for our Mishnah. Our Mishnah talks about a Jewish woman, uh, a convert who converts less than three years old, or a woman who was captive less than three years old, or a servant who was free. My love, what's the case? How did they become Jewish? The Beisdin converted them. So the Morris said, no, that can't prove that that's the case. Maybe the parents converted, and they converted um, together with their parents. Now, in that case, why, what right do the parents have to assume that's what the child wants? Children typically want to do what their parents do. So if the parents convert, the kids can convert with them. So there's two mechanisms. Either the basin can act on behalf of the child, or if the parents convert, they can convert also. Except for the teenagers. Yeah. So, right. so we'll get there. Um, I suppose this would have to do if you adopt a child. So when you adopt a child, the parents didn't choose to convert the child. And um, uh, you're the adoptive parents, but really it's the Beisdin who's converting the child. Right? That's, that's the typical case. So how can the Beisdin do it? So if the parents did it, and this child's going to be raised by his parents, with his natural parents, so then he would want to do what his parents do. That's, that's normal. So that's, they can definitely do that. But if, if the child is not being raised by his parents, who said this is the life that he wanted? Basin has the right to do something that's a benefit to him. So now comes along Rav Yosef. He says, When he grows up, and he's a bardas, he can say, not for me. He can, he can come... Similar to Mian, by the way, it's the same, same concept. He can refuse. He can, see, he can say, I don't like the, this is not for me. So it's an interesting concept. How, exactly how does that work? He was a convert until he's not? Or is it a, just that it's like a dindra bunin, like that he's a convert? Like, is it retroactively? He can say that I never was, you know, they thought this is what I would like. Now that I'm here to tell you, I don't like it. So, so Mian is, is, is retroactive. Mian is, but... Sure. Right, but um, this I do know. So Ace so he touched the wine yesterday, and he uh, today he comes and he says, "I no longer like it." So, uh, so is the wine retroactively a problem, or is it? <coughs> so Ace Abai has a question. We said they get the full ksuva; they have full rights to the full amount of alimony that a Jewish woman would get, if a, a person who was converted has a child, can always change their mind, can always back out. So, are we going to give her a full Jewish ksuva? They don't get it so good if they get divorced. They don't have, there's a special din about the chachamim were worried about Benoist Yisrael, that they value the Jewish women, that they, they are supported. So this person who was a, a convert is going to get, uh, she can be, uh, get the full ksuva of a Jewish woman, and then she's going to eat it as a goy? That doesn't make sense that we would, we would require the full payment of a Jew. The, the, Torah, the country that we live in doesn't require so much alimony. 
but because she was Jewish, but she gets rid of her Judaism, are we still going to make her pay a full ksuva? So the Morris says, the key godlo. That's uh, the uh, the ksuva is only paid. We don't give a ksuva to a child. The three year old doesn't get the ksuva. We hold it until she grows up. And so if she backs out, then we don't have to give it to her. Then we'll do what the law of the land is, and she'll get the ksuva of a goy, whatever the goyim have. But uh, our question is, are we going to give it to her, and then she'll back out and become a non-Jew? And the Morris says, no, we wait until she grows up. So the Morris said, well, what if she backs out when she grows up? She'll make a mecha, and I'm out of here. The Morris says, once she grows up one hour, and she doesn't complain, basically there's a moment when she reaches adulthood where she has the right to say, I'm out of here. If she doesn't say, I'm out of here, then uh, she loses that right, uh, and it's automatically she becomes Jewish. Does she have to know about that right? That's a good question. Um, there is a tosis here. Let's look at, let's look at this long tosis. Um, it's the second one from the bottom. The key godlo, when she grows up, we're going to have a case later on where we're talking about a woman who's at the Nara stage, and that's Bas Mitzvah already. So what are we waiting for? Uh, <coughs> he says that she has to grow up and do some Jewish practice. It doesn't mean like she grows up and she doesn't complain. She has to grow up and keep Shabbos. She has to grow up and... Uh, do some Jewish practice, and then the doing of that practice is the acceptance of the mitzvahs as an adult. So it's only in the absence of the affirmative? In other words, we're saying the only way that she's really macabre is if she... That's the way Tosus learns. And so in other words, until now, she was a minor, and her acceptance was on the <laughs> assumption that she would choose to do this as an adult. So the moment she becomes an adult... She has the option, if she chooses to do a Jewish practice, that's her receiving the mitzvahs. Uh, otherwise, she still has the option to say, I never chose this lifestyle for myself. And she could back out. So, uh, okay, back to the Gemara. Uh, I mean, we're asking a good question, like, um, <coughs> do we have to tell her she has... I, I suppose she does, does... Wouldn't she know she's choosing, but... Uh, uh, what if she did the practice, but she didn't realize she didn't have to? <laughs> That's right. I, I don't know. I'm not so familiar with how they do it. You know, with the, uh, the, the whenever they find out, even like like if they have the choice, even if at age 16 or 20, that moment <laughs> is when they, like everything's determined. Even if they even if until now they did Jewish practice, since yeah. they didn't know. Oh, you heard such a thing. Okay, That's interesting. Okay, back to. Um, the Gemara, one second. Um, so, Mesiv um, Rava. Rava has a question. So, that was bothering us that we said that a non Jewish convert uh, will get a full ksuva. And our question was that's, a, that's one of the, the benefits of being part of the Jewish people that you get that. But if this non Jewish convert can opt out, so why would we give uh, somebody that uh, ksuva? if they could then back out and be, eat it as a goy. So we're saying, no, we wait and see if they're going to choose Judaism before we give them a Jewish ksuva. Mason, Rabbi, has a question. 
the following young women get a penalty if somebody has relations with them and takes away their besulim. So they, um, uh, the, the, the person who um, coerced them was going to have to pay the following. Even if the woman they had relations with was a mamzeris, valnestina valakusis, valgioris, valishvuya, valushivka. Uh, on any of them, one of the rights that, that they have is that they can sue this person for, in addition to pain and suffering and whatever else is done to him, he's going to have to pay for her loss of value that she's going to bring in as a, as in a woman who still has her basulim. So if she was um, and they, these women had their basulim because they converted less than three years in a day, so yeshlehem kanas. They have the full rights to the uh, Jewish penalty that they would receive. The and if you're going to say that they can back out of their Judaism when they get older, Yavin Leknas, um, are we going to give them a penalty the Ochla that they can go enjoy this penalty uh, as a goy? It's really the same question that th- this is a big monetary fine that we're making people pay. And it's a privilege of being part of the Jewish system that uh, that people get these uh, that this works. Are we going to give it to them even if they choose to be a goy? So the Gemara says, "Luki Godla, we'll wait till she grows up." So the Gemara says, "Luki Godla, Nami but can't she decide she doesn't want to be part of Judaism when she grows up?" The Gemara answers, If she uh, after her bas mitzvah, she continued in Jewish practice and she didn't. Complain, she loses that right. So why did we bring the second case? And it was the first case was the uh, that the full Jewish ksuva of 200 zoos goes to a, even to a convert or a non-Jew. And the second case was the full penalty of a woman that's coerced goes to the uh, convert or the slave or the non-Jew. Why do we need both cases? And why did one Abai bring one case and Rava the other? Abai Loma Karava... He didn't agree with Rav Hasam Kanas. Do you know why we, with the second case we make him pay? We don't care if he's a non-Jew, if she becomes non-Jewish and eats the money. You know why? Because we want to get the rapist. We want to, we want to make him pay. So we could care less. It doesn't bother us to give a benefit to a Jewish woman because the purpose of the benefit is to punish him. Uh, so to give him the benefit, that doesn't bother us that whether she stays Jewish or not. It, the purpose is to teach him he shouldn't be doing that. He's, he shouldn't benefit from the fact that the one who he raped was uh, not going to choose to stay Jewish. That's not a, uh, that, therefore, that's why that's not really a good proof from there. The purpose of the ksuva is that uh, we don't want uh, it to be easy to dump a Jewish wife. Uh, and... Um, that's um, uh, so. As long as she, um, uh, the uh, as long as she's uh, married, uh, we wouldn't. We would want. She would be entitled to ksuva. The purpose of ksuva is not to give her the ksuva. The purpose of ksuva of ksuva is to prevent her from being divorced. You, you still have two sides of that same equation. In other words, if we want to kanas the guy because we want him to have proper meadows or proper perspective, okay, that's one thing. But still, if she's giving up everything, you still have the... There's another side to that equation, right? To, to a non-Jewish woman now. So right, but it won't bother us because we feel it's appropriate to penalize him. 
no, I'm just wondering. So let's, as it were, I'm not saying that right. it's good or but maybe let Basin keep the money. In other words, we want to keep uh, it. Okay, yeah. all right. right. But at the same time, there is something <laughs> objectionable. I see. Yeah, in yeah, terms I of hear. Protecting that she I doesn't hear. want to be Jewish, right. as Rebbe is saying. She, she doesn't want to be on the team. That's fine. Why is yeah. getting that benefit? Yeah. The ksuva is an interesting point. The point of the ksuva is that we don't want a man... They made it so that it was divorce was expensive. You know, it's not something that people couldn't afford the divorce. You know, and so they, they, that, that was the purpose. It wasn't the, to give her the money. It was to make sure the husband uh, would not lightly give up on her and say, all right, goodbye, forget it. You know, you can't do that. It's going to cost him a lot of money. So it's not like the purpose of it is to give her the money. The purpose of it is uh, to protect her that she can't be dumped or change my mind. Uh, we, they wanted people when they took wives to, uh, uh, to, uh, um, uh, to keep them. Okay, let's see the Mishnah. We mentioned this earlier. What happens uh, if an adult man has relations with a minor woman less than three years old? So we had this before. Less than three years old, they still have, they're still considered a virgin. The cotton Shabal Gdola. Now what about if a child, a, a baby, uh, a young uh, a boy, has relations with an adult woman? So that's also, he's lacking the equipment. It's not considered that this woman is not a virgin anymore because he's uh, incapable of taking away the virginity. He's lacking the full <coughs> equipment. Or umu chaseitz. Or what happens if the, this expression, Mukhas uh, H, means that she doesn't have her basulin because a piece of wood got stuck there. The bicycle seat or whatever. The, uh, in other words, the, a woman sometimes um, loses her basulin not because she has relations with a man, but because of something that's pushed in that area and the basulin fall out. Uh, the, um, so that's called a Mukhas H. So in those cases, even though the woman might, there may not be something physically there, the tissue might not be there, she's still a basula. They say no. In the case of Muchas H, you can't call her a basula in that sense. She only gets a mana. So it's a machlokas, two opinions. Basula, a mana, v'grush of chalutzamin and nesuin. If a... Um, if a woman uh, is a uh, um, is a uh, calls herself a, a a virgin, meaning that she's a widow, um, she's single, and she's a widow or a divorcee or a chalutza, but she was fully married. Ksuvas and mana, they only get a mana. Uh, in other words, over here, the assumption was that they were married, that they are no longer a virgin. <coughs> That's the assumption. We don't. We don't. Uh, we don't. We don't have to ask. She. Uh, that's that's the assumption. Once, if a woman's married, that she's not. She's not considered a basula. The elam time is a basulim, and the husband would have no right to complain. He thought, because because uh, the woman was married. What happens if the woman converted, or the woman uh, the got freed? Or if the woman got freed from captivity and she was older than three years old, and the assumption was that she's no longer a basula, ksuvas and mana, then they only get the one hundred dollar one veintinus basulim, and he has no complaint. Again, those are just assumptions that are made. Um, so um, Rashi ain't lam tinus basulim. Top Rashi on the page. 
Now, maybe he could argue he was cheated. He thought she was a virgin. That's the reason why he married her. And it's a mechaktos that we don't say, because he has to assume that, uh, no, she wasn't Jewish, and, uh, or she was captive, and that's what happens to people in captivity. He had no right to assume that. Let's see the Gemara. This was kind of the funny case, where he had relations as a boy with a woman. And so we're saying he's lacking equipment, but on the other hand, haba, he, he did it. He did something with whatever uh, equipment he had that's considered halfway there, he had relations. So the first opinion says, it would remove the basulim. It's this, not worse than a piece of wood if he did it. And so she's not a basula anymore. He said, a flesh won't do it. To really remove the tissue, there needs to be something hard. And if the only thing that happened was she had relations with a boy, that wouldn't necessarily, the, that equipment is lacking to actually remove the basulim. Some people learn this differently. A boy that has relations with a big girl. He says it removes the basulim like a piece of wood. Shmuel says, No, if you have a, a, a man that has relations with a young girl, or a, a boy has relations with a, a big girl, or they say no. So over here we're saying that uh, we seem to say that it is considered like having relations. Um, I'm sorry, we're saying it's not having relations. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, two opinions about this minor that has relations. But it's not like Mukhaseitz. So Amar how do we explain that? This is the way you explain the two teachings. If a, uh, a person had relations with a girl less than three, that's nothing. The Palkas Mikan, because um, less than that, it's like sticking a finger in an eye, and it's not considered relations. The Katn Habagdola. Whereas a boy that has relations with a, a woman, it, it makes her into a woman who no longer has basulim. But the question is, and a woman who no longer has basulim, there's a debate whether she gets the full ksuva or not. That's a maklokist. What we're saying, though, is even if he had relations, she's not considered a baula. She's not considered a woman that had relations. She may have a woman who had something that her basulim aren't there, but that's not relations, a boy who's missing the equipment. That's what we're trying to say. The debate is where the husband knew that the wife had relations with this boy. This is similar to a woman who's older, who loses her basulim because she's older. No, this is similar to someone that had relations with a man. So the, the debate is, what does it mean having relations with a minor? But what happens if she never told him about this? So then, that everybody agrees uh, that she doesn't get any ksuva because she has to be upright with him about something that may have happened. So now let's see why there were these different opinions. Why does Remeir compare it to a Bulgaris? Why don't we compare her to a woman who had relations? The answer is Baula Savid Bay Maisa Bidayadam. a um a Baula had uh, something happened to her through a man. 
Hi, Lois, this nothing happened to her through a man. This was a child that was lacking the equipment. I, why don't the rabbis compare it to Baula? Why don't we compare it to Vogaris? Vogaris, Lois, Vogaris, nothing happened. Hi, here, something happened that looked like an action of Bia. But if he, she never told him, that everybody agrees she's not entitled to Ksuva, she has to be forthright uh, with the, the group. Mesir Reb Nachman, Reb Nachman has a question. He omeres muchaseitzani. What if she tells him? Uh, what happens is he discovers that she's missing her basulim, and he she, and he says to her, "What's going on?" And she says, "Oh, I forgot to tell you, I'm a muchaseitz. A piece of wood took it away." Vuhu Omar, and he says, "Are you sure? Ki elajrusas ishat. Maybe uh, there was a man here before me." So Gimliyah will as omrim nemanis. She's believed. We trust her. Why not? Whether she tells him, whether she didn't tell him, she's entitled to 200 because she claims that there's no evidence that she ever had a relation with someone else before. The Rabbanan, the Rabbanan, they say no. If she told him that she's missing her basulim because she was muchasets, so mana, she'll get the, the ksuvava mana, lo hikirbo, but if he didn't, never, she never was forthright with him She's not entitled to anything. So Rava over here takes a strict line with a woman who doesn't tell the husband that she's missing her basulim uh, uh, and she's not entitled to a ksuva at all. Yeah, it's mekaktos. That's what it would be. But Rava changes his mind. Ditanya, where do we see Rava change his mind? How does it work where he, he's, he's guilty of giving her a bad name? He sues the father of the bride and he says, I didn't find the psalm of your daughter. If he can prove um, that, uh, the, um, that there were witnesses that she fooled around while she, after she had been engaged to him, then she gets paid, uh, uh, she's not going to get the full suva. Because she was not a basula, she's only going to get a mana. So the Morris said, It's not just that she's not a basula. If she actually fooled around, she should be stoned. So If she committed adultery, she witnesses that she committed adultery after she was fully engaged to him. So that's basquila. Mikara, but what happens if she fooled around uh, before she was engaged? So that's not uh, adultery. That's just uh, losing her basulim. So then, then she gets some mana. What happens if he thought she was a basula of a nimsa And surprise, uh, something happened before they got married. The one view says uh, she still gets her ksuva of a mana. Of the, she's, she's a, she was a baula, not a basula. But didn't we learn if you married a woman? And they didn't find the basulim. She said that somebody raped her uh, after she was engaged. And uh, his field was ruined. That's an expression <coughs> that sometimes a person has a field and there's bad weather and the crop is just ruined. So too, the wife, uh, this was his wife and she was a basula. And somebody ruined her. 
so to speak. So that's like his bad luck. So that's not a reason for her to lose out anything. That's just his bad luck. He says, no, Ad He says, no, this happened before we got engaged. Uh, and you lied to me. This is the, this was you deceived me. Vales like cloud, you shouldn't get anything. So could it be that when they said over this teaching, then they asked the questions that we asked uh, what the case of Vishani, my mekaktos nami. Um, so the, the question here really is if it turns out she's not a basula, it, does she get at least 100? That's going to be the question. Is it mekaktos or does it just mean she's not a virgin so she gets the non-virgin ksuva? So, the, the, so over here where we said it's a mekaktos, do we mean nami me that it's a mekaktos as far as paying 200 abomana isle? And but uh, she's still entitled to at least a mana. Uh, it's it's it, he thought he was getting absula, so she's not absula, but she's still a Jewish woman entitled to a mana. And you said she's not entitled to anything. So man kamosif shaper kamosif. The one who asked the question, it's a good question because mekaktos the gami masha mekaktos implies she doesn't get anything. But over here we seem to say. She does get a hundred. Teretz, you could say like this. If he can prove that she fooled around, so Beskila, then she's got to face the court uh, death sentence. If she fooled around beforehand, and she wasn't up front with him, so that's Mechatos, nothing. What happens if she didn't do anything wrong? It just happened to be that uh, piece of wood injured her, then she's still entitled to a mana. And this is like that if she's even supposed to tell him, if she's a muchaseitz. And you see from here that it's not true. What we're saying here is that um, if she had, um, uh, if the woman had muchaseitz, or like we had before, where she had relations with a cotton. So that just means she won't get the full ksuva, but she'll still get the ksuva. Even Rava, who took the stricter line, that's not called a mechaktos. Uh, she didn't have relations. If she fooled around, that's a different story. Then, then, uh, then she, he's entitled to the full ksuva. Okay, we will stop here at the Tanur